0: You're, you're spending a lot of money on a very small sample size as far as I'm concerned. And I think that he's totally worth it.
1: A lot of times when players are on this Ascension, he gets this point in the community he goes, okay, they can't really get much higher. And sometimes we're still along the Ascension while that's happening.
2: We are in the best window to go out there and go aggressively target veterans. Here we are, 2024. Dave's telling you to go 30 Mac on, on <laughs> some trade deals.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable Dynasty perspective. He's Skyler, I'm Wyatt. Tonight, we are joined by our friends, Dave Wright and Todd Foster. You might know them from a few different places, maybe a tale of two rivals, DLF C2C trade portal. We're going to be doing our off season check-ins that we're continuing to do. We're going to be talking about more wide receivers today. If you are not subscribed to the channel yet, please do so. It'd mean the world to us. We're about to give you 10
3: seconds to do so. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players.
1: I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death,
3: taxes, and the 2022 wide receiver class. I
1: like what you were saying, Skylar. No player is completely untouchable.
2: I think you guys really I had not I have not really heard this yet. I listened to a lot of pods and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed.
3: Thank you for tuning into this week's JW Dynasty Digest. I do just want to say before we get into it today that we recorded last Tuesday on the 6th so the news about zay flowers had not come out yet at the point that this is releasing here on the 13th we still lack a lot of clarity on the situation for zay flowers so we talk about him today i will not be clipping the zay flowers part individually but i hope that you still enjoy today's episode and our discussion on zay flowers now let's get into it
1: dave todd happy to have y'all back on the show dave especially i mean how's it feel every time hearing hearing yourself in an intro
2: well, you know, I think this is my what my hundredth time on the show now.
3: Because <laughs> you have to be up there for, for yeah. most most frequent. I think it's what time four, time four or five for you. I,
2: I don't. I wasn't even. I think it counts every time my my voice is on the intro. I think that. So <laughs> hard,
0: but... You Dude, definitely you know, have everyone beat then.
3: It's like the yeah, SNL thing. Like, like 200... you welcome
0: people into the club.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're like 200 plus deep now. Then <laughs>
0: oh, it's sickening to hear you kiss up,
1: man. It's just sickening. <laughs> Todd, you still have to beat him and take his spot in that
0: intro. That's still, I mean, point. what do I need? Like 97 more appearances? As long <laughs> yeah. as you stop inviting Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so.
3: We just need a good sound bite. Uh, so that's <laughs> it. Oh, okay.
0: I'm on that. All
3: right. Okay.
1: So we're going to be talking about some wide receivers today, but we're doing this thing now on this show where we can ask our guests to bring one player that they want to buy. Give us the sales pitch on that player, and Dave. You're up first. Well,
2: look, as we live and breathe, we are in the best window to go out there and go aggressively target veterans. Uh, fantasy points have become a distant memory for people. Youth potential and sex appeal are the current the current currency in Dynasty. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a fear of incoming rookies. Free agency, free agency hasn't started. There's been coaching changes, offensive coordinator changes. There's a lot, a lot of people. They don't know what to do, so that's risk. And people sometimes freeze up with risk. Especially when it comes to veterans, so and, and just do yourself a favor. Throw out that two to three year window BS and embrace fantasy points. That that two three year window for running backs outside the top two or three ultra young, uber productive running backs. Just who cares? It's a it's a year to year position, especially with how the turnover, how short running back free agency contracts uh, um, contracts are. Uh, and then last thing before I talk about my actual player, the RB age curve that everyone wants to cite of how. How the age curve is, and how uh, older running backs don't produce—that is a lie. That that age curve is essentially showing survivorship bias. Good running backs, great running backs, can produce well into their mid thirties. Derek and my player right now is Derek Henry. He's thirty years old. He's the RB thirty-three on KTC. Uh, he's valued as a late second-round pick uh, per the KTC's valuation system. And but. People are worried, oh, he's getting slower. He he didn't produce like he has in years past. Well, the worst offensive line of his career, the worst quarterback play of his career, and he had the seventh fastest GPS time per NFL's next-gen stats. I'm not worried about him losing a burst. We have an opportunity of him going somewhere to have a better offense, better quarterback, and have more high-value touches. So give me Derrick Henry for a late second, especially in a weak running back uh, rookie class. Give me Derrick Henry and win and profit. Give me your call right now. Where is Derrick Henry playing football? I would love to see him in Philadelphia. That would be beautiful. (laughs) The Um,
0: actual pitch on the player was 43 seconds.
1: (laughs) Dave, I got to say, so, like, one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show is, like, we don't like buying running backs at this time. Like, just too much can happen. But. You look at KTC RB thirty three. You look at January startup ADP from DLF RB thirty seven. You tell me I can buy like a year of Derrick Henry, which I think he definitely has left for that price. I think I'm in. I think oh, I'm in on that I price. i into
3: that trap every year. Luckily, I'm not. I don't need startups. I'm not doing startups, but just looking and seeing in our mocks, which go on daily in the Discord, you can find in the description, these running backs like they are kind of going around nine, ten. Like you can have picks eight through eleven, and you can rattle off. Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, uh Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, like four picks in a row. Like after starting so wide receiver and quarterback strong, it's uh the the bait, the temptation to go make that happen, <laughs> but I'm staying put.
1: <laughs> Todd, would you buy Derrick Henry?
0: I would absolutely buy Derrick Henry. I pretty much would buy every single player uh that was just mentioned. I mean, to me, like, the, the idea of having Derrick Henry as your RB2 is an absolutely fantastic strategy right now. Um, I also think what Dave was saying with the late second, that is a price that any contender should be paying for. Um, I would like to, like, with certain guys, like, I would actually wouldn't mind moving back from, like, a better running back to getting a Derrick Henry to be able to get better at wide receiver because I am, indeed, team wide receiver. So I think Derrick Henry for a year is absolutely outstanding value. Like well done dave i'm I'm impressed
3: <laughs> baltimore would be so much fun yeah
0: I ba- baltimore, baltimore. Be too. that'd be the death of gus bus though i mean oh, uh, is this
3: is
1: this an issue <laughs> i mean <laughs> he's right, are, you, wait, are you
0: about to stand on the table for gus bus right now hey man i called gus bus when he broke out i was pretty excited about that one when did that but, uh, happen uh, that, that, one week, <laughs> that one week, that one week, he like he blew up that first year, but no, I mean, I don't know, just Gus Buss. He just, me. yeah, <laughs> all
1: right, all right, Todd. Uh, you went the opposite
0: direction for this sales pitch in terms of age,
1: so uh, hit us yeah,
0: us. I, I did. So, uh, mine's more about a buy high kind of candidate. So, I went with Zay Flowers. Um, I kind of love the idea of Zay Flowers. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of like Brandon Nyuk before Brandon You broke out in terms of like where his value's at, he's right now like uh, uh, wide 14 on uh KT uh, C, but I have him as my wide 12. Uh, I have him right behind Waddle in front of uh, Smith. Uh, so he, I mean, the kid's a freak athlete wide receiver one, he's got Lamar eight games with eight plus t- targets can make an impact in all three levels of the field. We all know this. He's going to start seeing more carries, his socks clearly peaked up. It's, it's peaked it to a certain degree, but I honestly think that there's a possibility that he's still actually sold out too low. Um, I think that Zay is a kid that I would happily overpay for. And I still think we're not even close to touching his ceiling. Uh, I have him in the same tier as Devonte Smith, DJ Moore. And then I would consider moving down from Nayuk or a waddle to, to go out and get Zay. Cause I really think that the ceiling's there. And I also just, like he's going to be a guy in that conversation sooner than later. So I know that's probably, I mean, for me, it's more about when you go in and buy Zay, you're, you're, you're spending a lot of money on a very small sample size as far as I'm concerned. And I think that it's, he's totally worth it. And I think we're going to be talking about him as one of the elite wide receivers in a year or two.
1: For me, this is one of those where if we're in a league together, I think we got trade talks that can happen because yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I worry about the ceiling. I get the aggressiveness, though, because I do think Zay Flowers is a really talented player. My concern comes from what's the ceiling in that offense as it currently stands. But as, like, a complete
0: talent, I, I do I do get being so aggressive on him. I also think the other thing, too, is when you look at the Ravens in terms of what they're going to do with the offense, like, it, like, free agency might worry me a little bit with wide receivers, but I also think that, like, they – I think he's their guy. I think he's their one. I think if they bring in another guy, he's also going to get less less attention. You know what I mean? So I, I really just see that he's going to turn into a bit of a target hog. And the thing about Zay is that, like, you can literally scheme him in pretty much any possible way you can for an offensive player. You can line up all over the field, and you can get real creative mm-hmm. with it. So, um, yeah, and I also think he's the kind of guy that I really like with the way that he is as an athlete in terms of like Lamar, when Lamar has to improvise, like Zay's the perfect compliment to play with Lamar in that situation. So as they grow together, I think, I think Zay's just going to be an absolute stud. And that that's where I think. So where you worry about the ceiling, I have zero worries about his ceiling.
1: Dave, you buying him at all?
2: I think Todd said a lot of really smart things, which is, which is a rare. So I, I don't want <laughs> to really cry, you know, Poo poo is prayed, but honestly, i, I been all serious. No, I like a lot of what Todd said. I think he is the complete player. He attacks all three levels of the game, create for himself, can make big plays. I like, I think him and Lamar have a great connection. My problem is price. Uh, I don't, I just don't like to spend up to that level for that kind of, that kind of, I just, I, I just don't like to spend that much of, of capital to go get a player Especially when he's all that's being talked about, how great he is, is I yep. think I'd rather target a T. Higgins who has taken a hit or other players who have who aren't quite as sexy, or just try to hit him as a rookie. Dang, I missed Zay Flowers as a rookie. I didn't get him at all early on in the season, and I didn't get him at the midway point. I think I'm just out of on him until I can see a buy when a, a buy window up here because it's just really because i build through wide receivers so i'm not like just going out there to try to get extra wide receivers so that's my process kind of plays into that as well too yeah my whole
0: my whole point about it is that i feel like your buy window for him is now or it's just going to get more expensive is what i'm saying like this is where the situation is is where he's still outside that top 12 range i don't think that's going to be much longer you know what i mean
2: (laughs) could have another Amon Ra saint brown territory after year one where people are like uh you know i i I, there i agree that there is still room to grow there i just i have trouble just because also people who got zay loved zay i feel like they love zay so let's go get him
0: right and i think that like going out and getting him i think the reason why i actually picked him is it's like i want to justify buying him so high like i feel like I'm not like clearly going out and getting flowers is an expensive investment. And I think that investment is totally worth it. In fact, I think that it might be worth more than the current price is demanding is what I'm saying. Let's also remember in the NFL, that stability in your situation is very like thin and his situation's pretty nice right now you know like they're not going to move off lamar jackson anytime soon you know like like he's not going to be part of a carousel he's in a he's in a good offense and i think that the way that they're going to be able to utilize him i think that his ceiling is going to be there but i did i mean i get where you're coming from dave in terms of going after and trying to find you know the cheap guys and continuing to try to find the value to win that way instead of going out and winning and continuously just making playoffs is what makes you happy you know but um You know, I like to go for titles personally. So I like to go for the guys that are going to be studs instead of like trying to find a middling wide receiver too, you know, but you do you, man. You do you.
3: I'll close this out here, but um, the managers who have Zay Flowers – it's like it's like when you go through a near death traumatic experience and you've just developed this trauma bond to the person who went through it with you and that's managers who dodged the Quentin Johnson bullet when they drafted <laughs> Zay Flowers either the pick after or the pick before that's got to be banked in cuz the team's I have Zay Flowers I'm like dang I was one extra win in my season away from having to look at Quentin Johnson on the draft board and make a decision so uh, I think there's a little bit of that banked in. I do love the player. I do think there's room to grow. I am also a little bit with Dave here, just the way I like to play, thinking like Zay in a second gets me T in a first or DK in a first. Like That's probably just a pivot I like to to look into. And as, many, as much as uh, Dave says you made good points, Todd, I, I do just want to point out that it took 40 more seconds than Dave's pitch.
0: <laughs> <Love> wait, <it. laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. All
1: right, fair. All right, whatever. I I do just want to quickly add on before we do actually move to the main topic that, you know, Dave mentions Amon Ron St. Brown and how, like, that was a player where he was on the ascension. A lot of times when players are on this ascension, we get to this point and the community goes, okay, they can't really get much higher. And sometimes we're still along the ascension while that's happening. So it's, do you believe that is true for Zay Flowers?
3: But just also remember the hipsters who were, who were, didn't want to pay up for Amon i st brown we're also in the gabe davis hype which went at the exact same time so there's two sides <laughs> to this the, the, you know these ascending
1: talents absolutely all right yeah. let's get to the first player i remain topic and it's a classmate of zay flowers that's jackson smith in jigba he currently sits as wide receiver 19 in the dlf january startup adp on keep trade cut today wide receiver 20 only seven half PPR points on a 16.2% target share there with Seattle. Now, this can be looked at two ways. There are people who into Jackson Smith and Jigba. They see this happen. And they go, "We didn't expect that much for year one because we knew the situation he was going into with DK Metcalf. Titlelog, it's still a very competent player, right? All those things. And then there are people who look at this and say, "He, sh- if he's a first round pick, seen as this great wide receiver that we saw coming in as a prospect, he should be able to do more than this." Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where people are. You're basically finding out where, what side of the aisle you're on right now with Jackson Smith and Jigba. I personally think that is still the prospect we thought he was. Maybe he's not quite as high of a prospect we thought he was, but I'm definitely leaning more towards this guy's still really good. We knew that year one was going to possibly not be as exciting as we'd normally like for a first round wide receiver. And year two was always the, the, here comes the breakout year. Todd, how are you feeling about Jackson's the
0: So I was trying to trade him before I was on this pod because of uh, it's in the, 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 the Taylor two rivals league. before I say anything. So I'm nervous. <laughs> um, uh, the reason why I'm nervous is not the talent, man. It's the situation. Like I, I wasn't loving, I mean, considering his expectation, he has a subpar year. He's still my wide receiver 19 in my rankings. Right uh but new coach he's you know traditionally at dc new system coming in gino kind of turned back into well not the gino we know historically but he came back down to earth you know you know he's still got dk right there so to me it's like i still believe in the talent but the situation and like what he's still carrying for value he's a guy that i would probably consider seeing what i could sell him at uh just to see like he still has a pretty high like return right now in terms of that. If he doesn't significantly, significantly improve in year two, you're taking a huge hit on that investment at this point. So this is a real make or break year in terms of the return to your investment for what kind of capital do you have to put into him? You know, and Seattle is not exactly a place where I'm excited about right now. And in fact, that he also still has that competition again, love the player don't love the situation and I would love to try to package him with something else to go get Zay flowers. And um, yeah, I tried hard. Um, so <laughs> long story short, is, um, but like, I would like try to like put him with some other pieces to maybe get a guy who's maybe like two or three spots uh, ahead of him in that next tier and just try to like upgrade a little bit because the value still there. I'm just not confident in that year to breaking out and it's not because of who he is, it's about where he is
1: Uh Skylar. I mean, it, maybe it's a little bit worse too, because like this was a pretty good wide receiver class. We saw a lot of rookie wide receiver production. So to see, you know, JSN fall way behind all those players, maybe it makes it a little bit worse. What do you think?
3: Yeah. I think that the split of opinion here is makes this player one of the one of the names we're going to see in the most amount of trades and into what Todd was saying. I still like JSN a lot. I still think he's a fantastic player, but I know a lot of managers still see that top 18 wide receiver type upside with Jackson Smith and Jigbo, which is right around where people had him ranked uh when he was the wide receiver one in most people's rankings in last year's draft class. And then I know other managers kind of value him as kind of a high, like wide receiver three type player. And that's where, I went and I made a deal recently, which is to what Todd was saying, where you package them up. I actually moved Jackson Smith and Jigba Alvin Kamara in a late second. And I got back DK Metcalf and Trey McBride. So it's, you know, that's the kind of deal I think is out there for you. I saw, you know, DK Metcalf is kind of a, you know, a guy in a good season can be a mid to high water receiver too. And, um, can be that wide receiver three. And it's the same team. I don't feel like the bet is horribly different. Uh, he's got a history. And then I think Trey McBride, I kind of just looked at it as JSN and DK. You can kind of go either way. And then McBride for kind of Kamara in a late second. Um, but I think it's worth at least going and exploring because if there is somebody in your league, which there probably is who values him really highly and you're a little torn, I think there's room for deals to get done. Um, I kind of just sit in the middle here because We brought up Amir St. Brown. I think players like Amir St. Brown and Keenan Allen, kind of the mold JSN fits into as a player, he can take that step forward. I think it's in the range of outcomes. But because of his situation and the talent on that team, I just don't see him getting the volume he's going to need to spike nevertheless a wide receiver one, but he's going to have to take a big step forward in terms of volume to become a wide receiver two, or he's going to need a player on that team to take a big decline, either an injury to DK Metcalf or, you know, tower lock to really fall off. Um, But he did his thing. He was, it wasn't a bad rookie year. I think if anyone's down on the rookie year, I think it's one where he saw, he gave me just enough where I didn't lose interest but obviously it wasn't one like what we got from some of these other wide receivers who go out there and give us near a thousand yard rookie seasons. He had a 60% win percentage versus zone. He was really efficient in creating separation. Uh, as Wyatt mentioned, 70% team target share. That's, that's not a bad mark. That's where you've seen Mike Evans last year was like a 17%, just to give like a perspective. That's not you can get it done there. It just depends how those targets were coming. And that's where I said he needs the volume. He was a lower a dot, but he was 21st amongst wide receivers in yards after catch. So it's it's a really interesting type of player. But for me right now, I think it's worth exploring options because I don't see in the short term the volume getting him to where people want him to. I'm not saying in the future he can't get there because I still think he's a very talented player uh, who over time should elevate up in the rankings there uh, amongst that wide receiver room. But for the very short term, which is how a lot of dynasty manners operate in the trade market, I think he's probably a little overvalued in most leagues. Just my opinion, though. Dave, where do you stand?
2: I, you know, Todd and, and Skyler both make a lot of great points and a, a lot of what I w- would say. I just think, so I, instead of just parroting what they said, I want to say the way that I really try, have, have shifted my dynasty play lately is I used to be a big player guy. I, I love this player. I'm going to take a swing for this player. And if he hits, I'm going to smash. And if he doesn't, then it's going it, to, it's going to hurt my, you know, how I'm doing fancy. Now, however, I've kind of switched, switched that a little bit more and go to more. I, I become like a more of a window type player where. I think the time I I, I agree. I think JSN's got a really good player. I think this his rookie season doesn't necessarily stack up to other rookie seasons because of situation, quarterback play, what whatever have you. But the main part is the time to buy him was when you were when people were more worried about scoring fancy points and he wasn't scoring fancy points for them. So on a contender, I tried to trade Christian Kirk to Todd when he was when he was he needed some wide receiver production. And he kind of like said no. I think I think JSN is just is, is just too good of a talent to, to pass up there. But I think that's the type of deal that you had to make for JSN. Now I can't even think of a trade that I would want to go make to go buy JSN at this price. And the reason kind of why I think of it like this is so he was at wide receiver seventeen or something, sixteen last year in DLF at the at, in in the in the summer before his rookie yeah. year. He was around the price he is now. Yep. So that is with a lot of built the risk is kind of mitigated because he's a round one rookie wide receiver. And that is kind of that there's a lack of risk there because the wide receivers in Dynasty, their their uh their value is kind of insulated because of the cachet of wide receivers, the name, the production he had in college. That value is is insulated. But now he's the same price after having a slightly disappointing rookie year and he might have as just as much competition. His quarterback play is still a question mark Gino didn't necessarily answer all the doubters this past year, new coach. We don't know who the offensive coordinator is. I think there's a lot of questions. I just don't know how to go get him. So if that's the case. I'm just going to wait until there's a better time to do it. Tyler Lockett could be a cut this year, candidate this year, and that could totally change things off. And you could see a spike going that, but I don't, that's the type of risk I don't want to take. I'll take the risk on Derek Henry, but I don't want to go take the risk on wide receiver 18 or whatever he is right now based on what platform he's using for value.
1: I definitely agree. It's a, it's a hard subject to even broach about when it comes to actually buying him at this point in the season, Dave. I really yeah. like what you said about the window to when it was you or you should have been buying him if you wanted to.
3: Yeah, we were joking like right before we started a little bit about Rashad White. I said something about like Marshall Lloyd and if they brought a thumper, a guy who can run the ball on over there. I think the type of deal where maybe if I'm buying Jason, it'd be me moving a player like a Rashad White. Cause I know in a lot of leagues, people right now are looking at their their running back depth chart and they might have interest in Rashad White or Isaiah Pacheco. And those are two names that I'm cool flipping them for JSN. James Cook is another name I would throw yep. in there. I think yep. that's where I'm more comfortable with DeAndre Swift. You mentioned how Derek Henry, you think there's even a possibility he could find his way to Philadelphia. But that That's not great news there for DeAndre Swift. If there was a way, um, give or take your league could value the running backs a little bit more. They could value them a little bit less. Those are four running backs that I think if I was trying to buy in on Jackson with the jig, but it wouldn't be through other wide receivers. It wouldn't be through, it wouldn't be through quarterback. I think that's probably where I go. It's just mm-hmm. simply if I was pivoting off, I had one or two running backs extra than I think I need. You know, I have three or four capable guys. I'll probably maybe then look to go make a move there. Get ahead of if Tyler locket were to leave, you could, you could just flip Jason right then. I mean, he's, he's going to get a spike if that were to happen, not saying it will, but it, he would get a spike if it happened.
1: The second wide receiver we're going to talk about here in the main section of our show is George Pickens. DLF January startup AP was wide receiver 25. Keep trade cut today, wide receiver 26, 10.4 half PPR points per game on a 20.9% target share. We did see a few games in the middle of the season where we really got to see George Pickens be the talent that we thought he could be coming into the NFL, that a lot of people thought he could be coming into the NFL. But, you know, it's just that little small section of time that it happened. You know, like there's still been all this other stuff happening around with the offensive system that's been going on. The quarterback play his his route tree is not very developed for the offense. They just keep having him run go routes, not enough stuff uh, going on there. And the QB play has obviously been really bad. Some of the worst in the league there's also not much hope for that changing in the future. I would say, you know, especially a QB, like, well, they're not in really a position to draft a new QB, not one of the highly thought of ones. So what are they going to do there? Are they going to aggressively go after a free agent? Possibly. Who's that going to be? Um, Arthur Smith now in his OC. I don't know if people have a lot of confidence in that helping George Pickens. Uh, I, I certainly don't. Uh, I think he helps Najee Harris and Jalen Warren a lot, uh, but I don't know about George Pickens. Dave, Do you have any excitement for George Pickens going into this next year?
2: See, I've never been a huge George Pickens guy. And that's, this is where I just know I have some bias where I'm not a huge George Pickens guy. So I have to try, I'm trying to take that out and give some reasonable analysis and I just can't do it. So no, but no, but no, no, in all seriousness, no, what you said, I, I just don't see the situation changing. I I don't see the quarterback like you had a lot has to happen for things to change for George Pickens. And he had 106 targets on a 23 on, on a, like a, on my stats, I only go through week 17, like a 20, approximately a 23% uh, target share. I, he's basically has to jump another 30 targets to see a huge bump in, in value. And you're going to, I just, I don't know how you're going to get there. And the problem is talented wide receivers do that. So you, when you start to play with numbers, you're like, and, and you get these nerds, these spreadsheet nerds saying, well, I, I, I can't get my projections to line up that way for this player to, to reach that value. That's a flaw. That's a, I think that's some bad judgment. So that's where some, I'm, I'm making even bad arguments against myself because I'm talking myself in circles here. But ultimately, that's a lot of hua to say, I don't necessarily know how you can get to where people want George Pickens to be. And so in that case, I'd rather pivot, pick up some draft capital and go to a Mike Evans or a veteran because I know these people are afraid to death of these older wide receivers. And I'm not, I will ride them into the sunset as I keep, I'll take the Mike Evans and try to get hit the next, uh, Jaden or Jaden Reed, or the next tank Dell. you know, try to pick up value that way or hit a running back in the mid second round. As I try to churn my roster that way and just get the points that I'm going to get with George Pickens without the necessarily the risk of the volatility of what's going on that Pittsburgh offense.
1: I'm with you. I'm behind both of these valuations here from the two different spots that we have. Uh, personally, it's in for me. It's mainly because like I just don't have much confidence in the offense in the QB. Maybe, you know, Russell Wilson goes and signs there and I'll start to feel a little bit differently. Uh, I still think he's got that moon ball that I think would be pretty good for George Pickens. But it is just hard to have confidence at this point. Um, Todd, do you have confidence in George Pickens?
0: Before I get into George Pickens, man, we have a classic Dave recording. We have a, a Christian Kirk reference, probably <laughs> the first of like three, and I'm waiting. And Huey. We got Hui in there. I like the Huey. Um, George Pickens is a cell and a half, dude. Uh, I'm sorry. I want nothing to do with the Pittsburgh passing offense right now. Um Arthur Smith literally had every single weapon he possibly freaking could in Atlanta, and look what he did there. He's going to do that. He's going to improve with Kenny Pickett? Come on. No. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Like, Pickens had some huge games. He's an unbelievable talent. He's a total freaking head case, too. So you don't even know sometimes if he's going to be able to keep himself, like, out of trouble at times, you know? my opinion is with a george pickens with all the volatility you're gonna get that he's kind of a little maddening to own too you're gonna have to treat him kind of like mike evans like mike evans is a beast when he's a beast and then there's weeks where you're like two points mike you know what i mean so like with pickens it's like you're also not going to get as many of those big games as you would in with like you would it with an evans get off pickens sell him now like I would try to put him with something else and try to get up. Just always get up, you know? When people are talking about, like, you know, a lot of people were talking about trading back. When we we're talking about trading back with JSN and go for it, Evans, I'm more of it, put something with it to get up, get up in value, you know? I want to I want to max out on the young guys. I don't want to move back from the young guys and stockpile, you know? So I feel like you put something with Pickens, you can, you can try to improve over what Pickens is, because I there's a very good chance that his stock – does not go up this year and just go significantly down. So I'm out on Evan on Pickens. I just, I just want to, I have three shares of them this, right now on the cross teams. I hope to have zero by September.
1: <laughs> Skylar, are, are you selling as well?
3: Um. Well, I don't want everyone to come in on this video. A year from now, or three months from now, sorry, six, six, seven months from now, we have football back and George Pickens, who I believe is very talented. We said, and you hear in the intro to the full video, um, you know, twenty twenty two wide receiver class. You hear it every time, and he was one of those names we were like, if we look back five years from now, and he's just like the best wide receiver in the class. It wouldn't shock us, and that is isn't what it was in what we thought was a very talented wide receiver class um but with George Pickens first off i want to say Todd don't throw out maturity issues with George as a negative to George Pickens when you just gave us a 1 minute and 43 second speech hyping up Zay Flowers so I'm good. You're gonna, you're gonna, whoa, miss whoa, whoa,
0: that whoa. One there's on, a huge difference Pickens. between Zay Flowers and George Pickens. Yeah,
2: well, you know, I, <laughs> dig- I digress. You know, Skyler, Skyler, rule number one when you record Todd, never bring up a past argument that you were lucky to get out of it on time. <laughs> never go backwards, always go forward. <laughs> yeah. That is a was, thousand power
3: <laughs> Uh, he led wide receivers in yards per reception. Um, His yards per team passing attempt was top 12, his unrealized air yards was 16th. I think I think it's pretty clear-cut here that George Pickens, in order for him to find consistency, he needs the quarterback play. Will they have it? It I would guess no, but that's it is a short-term approach. I'm gonna if I'm gonna be positive here on George Pickens, I think he's a very talented player. He's somebody I think could give us multiple top 24 seasons should he find himself in a better situation. I'll also note that Deontay. Johnson for the, you know, has a contract with a $5 million out on it this year. And who knows how that's going to play out. He hasn't been one who's had the best relationship with the team over the last three years to begin with. Um, So there could always be kind of built in growth there as well in terms of the team target share. I also know that 23% isn't that bad, but Pittsburgh also wasn't very pass happy offense. It's the kind of thing with like a player like Mike Evans, when his target share was lower and well, they were passing a ton with Tom Brady, you know, it wasn't a problem. And then this year it kind of leveled out is target share went up. They didn't pass quite as much. I think that's something here where, you know, down the line with George Pickens, uh, if the target share stays around there, it just depends what the team, uh, how they're playing football, um, It is concerned. He is very frustrating. I will give Todd that because he had five blow up games, like five games where he gave you a 15, 20, 25, 30 points. And every, every other game was a dud. I also just want to put some respect to Mike Evans name and say, that's not how Mike Evans is. He might give you one or two, two point weeks, but Mm -hmm. other than that, he he, he gives you more steady production. Um, But with George Pickens, the answer to whether I'm buying or selling, if that's people's question, at what price point comes down to your lead? Because if, I'm sitting there with Todd or Dave, and they see Arthur Smith, which I know he was terrible. So there's immediately this stench that follows him. But I've, I've seen some manners where now suddenly they're valuing George Pickens one twelve to a one. And I'll if I'm a team who's got you know if I'm a team who's good already, I have a one twelve. So George Pickens is coming in as my wide receiver five six. So it's not necessarily he has to be in my lineup right away, but he could always, if you're in a deeper league, fill that final flex and the 30-point game wins me a week. I don't have to play him. I'm going to send my 112 for George Pickens. He's more talented than that. But if you have a league where they look at the talent, they see the highlight reel, they know how good he is, they see the spike games, and they value him as like, you know, a top 24 wide receiver, which I also think could be reasonable. There's no way I am buying George Pickens. And if a manager values him that highly, I'm going to do exactly what Todd said and try to use George Pickens to go up to another wide receiver. So put George George Pickens with something small and go move up to someone else. Or I'm even comfortable actually moving back. I think if with George Pickens, a whole group after him, um, a lot of the guys – in the Deontay Johnson group, Hollywood Brown group, even a Christian Kirk group. I mean, if you can give me, you know, Christian Kirk and an early second and get George and awfully George Pickens, I don't hate that deal, but also I'm buying George Pickens if he is around that, that pick itself. So I think it really comes with your lead dynamic. I've seen it all across the board amongst the leagues that I both play in and the leagues that we commission through the discord and, I think it really just comes down to that. I think it's worth having the conversation with the manager in your league, or at least when you're going through their roster to get what they think about them, maybe see if, anywhere else in your group chats or on their Twitter or in your discord, if they've made any comments on George Pickens and then go look and run and see if they're on their roster. Uh, I think it's worth looking into because I really do like the player. I just hate the Pittsburgh passing offense. It's not a player I want to count on for production. And I know again, some of you guys love George Pickens and he finished higher than we thought he would in the year, but it still wasn't a difference maker at the end of the day. And I don't know if that necessarily changes in the short term, but um, there's my wishy-washy answer on George Pickens. It depends.
2: I like your wishy-washy answer better than my wishy-washy answer. And I, I, I will just, well, mine wasn't that actually that wishy-washy, but I will say whenever I'm listening to or consuming content and I hear everyone saying is a sell or um, the majority of sell, and there's not a ton of great opportunities. I don't think that person is really a sell. That's actually somewhere like, well, I think everyone kind of agrees with me. I think I maybe should go see if I can go and get that player because if I can, if I can a 201, mm-hmm. 112, and try to work it that way. I think that's a sm- smarter play than just being totally out. And I think that's the best way to go about it because I, I think that's, when we're talking true buy or sell, if everyone's in agreement, maybe that the buy or sell opportunity isn't as clear as you think it is, especially with Arthur Smith and the whole narrative that goes, it's very easy to go, I love zagging um, or zigging or zag, whatever it's called, uh, against narratives, and Arthur Smith is a huge narrative right now. Yeah, <laughs> I just I got myself confused there. I was like, I'm the looking for most time basic here.
0: Basic things in like our
2: language, dude. Come on, get us <laughs> together, right? Am I gonna zig or am I gonna zag? I don't know. I'm gonna zigzag, and you guys can pick which one I'm gonna do. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so I'll give you a trade on him because we were discussing with someone uh, recently in within the Patreon. Uh, George Pickens for Jameson Williams and a and, and the 401. Give me George Pickens. Yeah, so, all day like, slam dunk. You know, Jamo Jamo just had two touchdowns. I think. You Know, yeah, I'm just throwing out an example there, yeah. That would be moving that's a price point way back. I'm taking pickings
0: on, no, 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 yeah.
1: Um, and before we move on, real quick, uh, Skyler hit on something a a little, little thing, a little technique that I really like for your league, and that's uh, when you're thinking about possibly buying a player, selling a player, and your league mate is on Twitter, go search their name and that player name. Just see what they've been saying, what they have possibly said over the last six months. Maybe you can get a little insight on a deal before you go make it. But we're gonna if, oh, go ahead. If you're
2: ahead. not in Twitter, just go into your group chat and just talk trash about that player before you send them <laughs> off. Like and just see what the reaction is. And just like yeah,
1: just really that talk. is a, that is a thing too. Like
3: At send a snake OS.
1: Yeah. Or like if a piece of news comes out, like just send that piece of news to your league feed and just see what people say. If people say anything, you don't have to do it. You don't really have to actually do anything, say anything yourself. You're just sitting there, see if people say anything, they might give something away to
3: you. Here we are 2024. Dave's telling you to go dirty Mac on, on, some, <laughs> on some trade deals. Go talk. Dirt and and to watch
0: Dave attempt how to do that. I would love <laughs> to see that, that attempt.
2: All right, Jason sucks, Todd. All right, I'm gonna All come in. That's Not as good as he was, we thought.
1: All right, we're gonna finish up with a trio of Green Bay wide receivers. We've got Jaden Reed, Romeo Dubes, Dontavian Wicks. All right, Reed, DLF startup ADP wide receiver twenty six, and then KTC wide receiver twenty five. He's the Really efficient player, but maybe only really plays in three wide receiver sets. Did most of his work through the slot, but did have 11.6 half PPR points per game last year. And that really went up after Christian Watson went down for the rest of the year. He was really their go-to guy in the passing game as the season went on into the playoffs. Uh, Romeo Dubes, DLF startup AP p was wide receiver 49. Keep trade cut today, wide receiver 37. Uh, 8.5 half PPR points per game. He's kind of just like old reliable in that offense. He's got a couple blow up games, but he's not always doing it, but he's really always contributing in that offense. And then we've got Don Tavian Wicks. Uh, DLFS startup ADP was wide receiver 53. Keep trade cut today. Wide receiver 44. Another one like Dubes higher on there than on DLF. 6.7 half PPR points per game. Um, nobody's really expecting much out of Dontavian Wicks, but he was very good just on a really limited amount of snaps compared to the other players. But he did look really good while he was out there. Kind of filled in for Christian Watson while Christian Watson was out. Now, the question is, okay, Skyler, who do we like with these price points that we've got here? Myself, I look at Jaden Reed, and that's one that I see like I think those those prices are very accurate. I like Jaden Reed at those prices. Romeo Dobbs, really high on keep trade cut, way too high for me. I would say DLF is even like right online with me. And Dontavian Wicks, that's another one where it's like, we're starting to get a little bit high on keep trade cut. People are getting a little bit hyped for him there. I don't know if I can do that. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I'll start with Dontavian Wicks. It's just a player where if I have him on my team, has probably found gold, and it's a rare spot where, um, unless somebody's giving me like a meaningful second, I'm probably just going to hold on to him and see how this wide receiver room sorts itself out because I do think that there's going to be a player that emerges from this wide receiver room that has significantly more value than the rest. I don't think it's going to be Romeo Dobbs, and maybe that's where if you disagree you can go get him but with what you're seeing on ktc he's the highest i mean he had he led the team in touchdowns tied with Jaden reed at least through the air but my problem with him is three of his his best three games of the year were within the four first four weeks of the season i think his totals were propped up on that touchdown and my problem with all these wide receivers as a whole dobbs led the team the 16 and a half percent team target share like that's That's where we're sitting at. I think it's just such a congested room that I'm finding it really hard to make those decisions of how this thing is going to break itself down. It's why I don't have Jaden Reed actually as high as I think a lot of other manners do. Although, in the last few weeks, I do think that's come down just a little bit. People's excitement on Jaden Reed. I find it hard to invest in a player at that of a mid to, you know, a mid first, like a 106, 107, 108, where a lot of manners have Jaden Reed kind of equal valued. I find it really hard to go in and bank on him where I do like him as a player. I think he can get it done all across the football field. They get him carries everything that Todd liked about like Zay flowers, like Jaden Reed gets worked into it a little bit. He's not as talented. I'm not even like, going to touch it close to there, but he's a player that they made a very concentrated effort to just get involved. But then you have those games at the end of the year where he just disappeared when everyone was healthy. And that concerns me. So I think my approach to this wide receiver room, it's just whoever's the cheapest, right? If I can move off of a player that's getting all the steam like Arashi Rice and go pick up a plus move down to Jaden Reed, in on that deal. If I can move Romeo Dobbs for, you know, a meaningful second or Dante moves for a meaningful second, I'm making that move. Um, and the name I purposely left off is was Christian Watson. And I didn't want to go in a huge, long group discussion because I know the player, it really breaks up rooms. But I will, just because we have to mention him, I know people will be like, well, what about Christian Watson? I do think he's the one player in this room that he doesn't need to have 25% of the team's targets to get, end up giving you kind of that wide receiver, that's wide receiver four in your lineup kind of production, which is meaningful in and of itself. I think he's maybe the guy with the most palatable price point with people with that, uh, what have you done for me lately mentality. I know he had a little bit of, he fooled us a little bit. He came in, he played those two weeks in the middle of the season. It was pretty good. And then he was, pretty much done with his injuries um, but he's one of those guys we never thought he was going to be a 20 plus percent team target share guy altogether he kind of settles in around that 17 percent. i think he'll be just fine um, but with the rest of these i just really want to push caution that i th- it's tough to see how it's really going to spread around i think it will sort itself out you're either planting your flag and you're picking your favorite guy here or you're just t- you're taking what's cheapest or you're staying away it's it's, it's a really tough situation um, but it's an offense that we're obviously all excited about.
1: Dave, do you have a preference here on the price points we've got for these wide receivers?
2: Yeah, man. See, the, the problem is, is I, I'm the I want Jane Reed out of this, out of this, this the whole Packers wide receiver room. I, I, I'm not concerned. I actually, I'm not concerned. Scott, you said he, Jane Reed disappeared down the stretch.
3: Uh, the very end of the the.
2: The like off. in the playoffs, or yeah, like okay, in the playoffs, okay, because I, I I forgot that I didn't. Sometimes my brain shuts off for fantasy <laughs> after the playoffs, so I was actually kind of like struggling. I was like, wait a second, we talking? About oh yeah, playoff? I mean,
3: because week ten to seventeen, he crushed. Okay, yeah,
2: okay. Yeah. So I think
1: that's why dub's price jumped is because what he did in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I what I like about Jane Reed is, is he does he can he's getting uh he's getting manufactured ball through the run game, he's getting it in the media, and he's also had led the team in or was in the top of the team for deep targets as well. He was doing it all uh all three phases. He scored a lot of t- the same amount of touchdowns or like the same rate of touchdowns as Romeo as Romeo Dubs did. So I, that's my one concern with Jane Reed is if he can keep up the touchdown scoring because I think it did really prop him up as far as the fantasy production is concerned, but I but what he can i think they're also having him return kicks i think they view him as a dynamic weapon and from year 1 to year 2 i'm really expect especially when you see that down the stretch from weeks 11 to whatever it was consistently over 20% consistent with putting up fancy points as well so i really like jaden reed but my biggest problem is why i'm not necessarily going out and buying jaden reed is because i'm not confident that jaden that uh, jordan love can can Uh, can support all of consistently support all of these weapons. I think, I think Wicks is actually a very talented player. If you look on a per route basis, he's up there among the other wide receivers in this room as far as uh yards per route run. Uh, and and overall, his receiving yards might surprise people what he did on the season. I think Romeo Dubs is, I think, sometimes he was forgotten about until the playoffs because he did lack some production. There's a long way of saying that I don't, and then we're also haven't talked about the tight ends at all too. Luke McGarrett there's two viable tight ends to this. There's a lot of mouths to feed. So I'm not, it, it's tough for me to go out and buy some of the ancillary pieces, but I'm willing to go down and put some, some capital on Jaden Reed just because I think he's the top of the bunch.
3: It depends where it sounds like we're on the exact same page about off because I loved you. I have a lot of Jaden Reed because we liked him in the mid to late second last year. Um, I, I actually was taking him over Rashi race, but I was also taking him over Jalen Hyatt and Jonathan Mingo who went in the same range. So uh, as much as people might prefer rice right now. I don't think the gap is overly significant. I think situation is the big separator between the two. They're completely different style of players as well. Um, with Jane Reed, I mean, again, it's just the price point, right? If he wasn't going for like the equal to the 107, I wouldn't be telling you, that it's tough to buy into Jaden Reed. If you could go get him for a late first, sure. G- give me the guy that's already shown me something over, you know, the Troy Franklins, who we 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 don't know exactly what they're they're gonna be yet. Um, but it's I'm just I'm just airing caution. I'm throwing a wet blanket on the excitement because we we've seen this every single year. Once once players like Jaden Reed, uh, you know. A player like Jahan Dotson last year, Elijah Mirror, more the year before, when rookies who they did impress and we like the players coming in. So it's kind of validating that we like the player. And then they showed us as a rookie. When you then go and over invest in that player to the point, especially your startups, if you're taking Jaden Reed in the fifth round, which is kind of where he's going late fifth right now, early sixth, you're really planting a flag. And if Jaden Reed comes next year and the volume just isn't there, right? Because that stretch where he played great, I mean, Christian Watson wasn't there. Uh, there. There's other there's other things going on. Luke Musgrave wasn't there. Like There's a lot of things going on. Yeah, yeah um, we don't disagree, um, Scholar. I believe thing. in the player.
2: I'm not necessarily buying. That, I think that it's, it, it's tough to buy him at this price, but I believe in the player, and he's the player I, I would plant a flag on out of the players in this backfield, or in this, yeah. in this receiver
3: room. It's just if you invest at that point in your draft, and then he just doesn't give it to you next year, you're really hurting your startup out the gate. I think that's the problem. Like, even last year, because we love John Dodson as a rookie, we were telling people, um, you know, to go out and get this guy at the end of your first. But then last year, when he was creeping into the same range, he didn't Reed is at now, we were like, please pump the brakes. We loved Elijah Moore, and it taught us, you know, a lesson that we had forgotten from a couple of guys we liked in the years prior, where it's just when your guy hits, don't then elevate him up, right? You got to remember where you had him. If he hits where you had him, you don't you don't need to move him up. That's where you had him correct. Now everyone else is where you were, or more excited. And I would just tell you to not ramp up where you had the guy. You were correct. Now
2: don't be wrong. I have learned nothing from Elijah Moore, but <laughs> 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 I'm ready to be heard again, baby.
1: <laughs> it's a it's <laughs> a good it's a good point, Dave, about the QB and the and the entire room in that like maybe the ball just gets spread around a bit too much. No one is able to separate enough from the others to warrant a high price in that way i mean like we're not talking about him but christian watson was leading them in targets when he was healthy now yeah you know that's during the beginning half a little bit more of the season in the middle yeah. of the section of the season need, but it, it's we,
3: we need his completion percentage to go up too as well <laughs> yeah uh todd how are you feeling about these players
0: honestly like pretty much everyone already hit it. it's like the ambiguousness of like just what that what that room is like obviously reads the most talented reads the one with the highest value I want to plant a flag and nobody, right? So when I was really thinking about this, I just came up with one word actions, all right? Dangle, Reed, check, Watson, sell, Romeo, package, Wicks, all right? So that's what it is to me. It's like, those are the actions that I would have a mindset with. I'd also be fine with holding Wicks, considering like in a package, he'd be kind of like the sweetener for me to go out and get a bigger move. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like Wicks has enough that like, if you're going out trying to get like, you know, a tier two tier three wide receiver right and you throw wicks in the deal it's actually gonna it might actually swing something a little bit towards then like what you're throwing at the end of that deal i personally think we haven't talked about watson enough in terms of the fact that he just wasn't there i i still think that there's a possibility that he's the most talented player on that team in terms of the wide receiver like class you know and it's just a matter of him staying healthy you know so like i think he throws a huge wrench in that i love reed as a player um I also don't – I'm not jumping on the Jordan Love bandwagon right now in terms of him being able to support all these wide receivers, just like Dave said. So my biggest thing is if I had Jaden Reed, I would be dangling him. Like, I'm not looking to move him. That's why I use the word dangle. You know what I mean? See like, what you like, can get. Right. I mean, I feel like the idea we say sell, like, oh, he's peeped out. He's peeped out. There's people that are going to be way too high on Jaden Reed, man. Like, they're going to go crazy on like what that pack did towards the end of the year. People are going to go, Same people are going to go crazy about Jordan Love. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the guy that you want to go out and find that guy who's going to be crazy, you know? You know, have Dave jump onto your group chat and start talking crap about Jaden Reed and <laughs> see what happens. Oh, gosh, gee, I don't know if Jaden Reed's going to be able to repeat.
2: I'm Ooh! fully expecting Todd to send <laughs> JSN for my Jane Reed after this. I'm fully fully expecting please, him. please send us the screenshot when you have it.
3: I do not think Christian Watson is the most talented wide receiver in the room. I think that is Jane Reed, but as I said with Christian Watson, I do think he is the one wide receiver in this room where if it gets spread around will survive regardless because of the way he gets his targets he doesn't need as many targets he doesn't need to connect on as many targets he just needs to be looked downfield and he needs to get touchdowns and he's the one who profiles the most to do that
0: is it possible watson's better than reed
3: possible yes possible
0: yeah so i'm saying i'm saying like it's not wide to say who could be the better person out of those sure two. You know what I mean? So, like, we're saying that, like, he's definitely not going to be, like, like, Reed's definitely the one. It Watson very... It, it's totally in the wrong possibility that Watson's better than Reed. You know what I mean? I think that's the big thing to be putting inside. Like, that leap over Reed is not that... It's not that crazy. You know? So, that's why I'm saying, like, when we're having the conversation, the possibility that Watson could overstep Reed in his own offense, just as a possibility, that just kind of goes to show you that, like, like, we're not really factoring him in enough in that conversation. Like Reed made a lot of his production without Watson there. That's what it pretty much is. And I, Watson's a freak. He's a freak, freak, freak athlete. And I, I, I and he blew up just like Reed did last the year before. Like it's similar way, you know. So
1: I, I do have to to watch what I say because I was way too into Christian Watson for the two thousand twenty three season. But um. I do think that Jaden Reed is a more complete player than Christian Watson, and that's why I prefer him as a talent. I think he is the better player, will be the better player. I think Christian Watson can still be good. I just think that he is going to continue to be this, like, more down-the-field threat uh, with mm. some other things mixed in. He might live around a 19 to 20% target share where I think Jaden Reed can grow into more.
2: Fair. I tell myself yeah. every night that it's possible that uh, Jeff Janis was a better wide receiver than Devontae Adams, but it, it wasn't possible.
0: <laughs> you're You're <laughs> – You're a grip on reality and your (laughs) possibilities. There's a reason why I'm glad you didn't answer the question. And I'm glad they did because I've done this enough with you. To be fair,
1: Todd, asking, is it possible? Well, the answer is always yes.
0: (laughs) Fair, 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 fair. (laughs) I was kind of looking to get my answer. Yeah, well, we know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) It it worked. (laughs) I'm just just saying that I really do think that Watson has a firm possibility being the the best player in that that room. That's all I'm saying.
1: Sure. All right. (laughs) This was a lot of fun, boys. appreciate y'all so much for coming on and joining us again on the show. We appreciate you. Always a good time when you're on. Uh, Dave, Todd tell everyone where to find you all your work you guys decide which order you want to go in
0: i'm on the other side dave you pointed to the you pointed to the chat <laughs> <laughs> i think um, you're up tad <laughs> yeah so uh you can find me at F- FF underscore banterman. man uh, taking a break with work for the most part. You can just hit me up on Twitter and we can chat all day. c 2 C trades always down to talk. Uh, I'm probably going to relaunch the trade portal in a little bit. Just kind of take, sitting back, just kind of focusing on family work for the most part. That's it.
2: Todd's underselling himself. If you are looking to go out and make trades and help you win, you should follow Todd. Todd is a very good trader. I don't know how he makes some of the trades he does. So if you're looking, and if you want someone who you'll get a response back for on Twitter, it's Todd. He will take the time and help your team win. So I don't think Todd I think Todd's underselling himself a little bit there. Thanks, man. So, um, <laughs> and then as far as me, uh, you're going to see that Tail Two Rivals isn't our thing here. You might, you guys might be shocked to hear that of Two Rivals might be launching in a couple in a couple weeks, in a month or so. Who know? You know, who knows what's going on with tail Two Rivals? Todd and I are in extensive talks. It's now our wives are involved, agents are involved, but hopefully that gets settled and we can and we're launching this, this show again soon. Our wives but, are involved. So and but in all see, check it's uh, right now is a great time to start getting involved in fantasy cares. There's a fantasy cares, uh the Fancy cares uh they're doing a fundraiser right now with Super Bowl squares. Check that out. It's awesome. they did just got done doing a month's worth of giveaways for jerseys. The fancy cares Twitter handle, Fantasy Care uh, Fancy Cares Twitter handle and uh just their, they have a great email chain. Check out everything you can do for fancy cares because they are it is going to be a dynamite year for the fantasy cares organization. They they're in charge of Scott Fishbowl, which is coming up. They're starting to launch their uh more live events this year. A lot of fun things. So pay attention to that and the Scott Fishbowl Potathon will be coming your way at the, when uh, Scott Fishbowl launches. So check that stuff out. And uh, I just want to say it was been an honor beyond JWB. This is this is what fantasy about is for me. It's not about trying to. I love talking trash and being my friends. And this is what this appearance was for me. So thanks for having me on guys.
1: Appreciate you. I want to echo what you were saying about fancy care, Scott fishbowl right now. You can help decide where the live events will be. Um, There's a form you go fill out. Um, I tweeted about it. I think yesterday you can go find it. Uh, Scott fish. You can find it on his feed. A lot of people have have tweeted this out now, but if you're, if you've been in Scott fishbowl before, if you haven't yet and you're trying to be this year, you want to attend a live event. If you're even if you're not drafting, you want to attend a live event. You can go help decide where the live events will be. You can go go put in the locations where you'd like to draft. All right, on our side of things, you can find Skylar on Twitter at BFF Buffalo. You can find me at WyattB underscore FF. You can find JWB at JWB underscore. FF in the description of this video, you will find a link to our free discord where we're now over 700 members strong running mock drafts every single day. You can get in there and do your startup mock. You can do your rookie mocks, talk fantasy with everybody, every single format. You can find the link to our Patreon for all of our bonus content in that Patreon for free. You'll find a link to our clips catalog where we alphabetically and chronologically list cl- Uh, hyperlinks to all of our player takes on this channel. You want to find any player and what we have to say about them. You can go right to there, click right on the link, go to the YouTube and you'll be right there and listen. Lastly, if you want to play some best ball and you're not an underdog yet, you can sign up with code JWB for a first time deposit match up to $200. We appreciate all of you. We'll see you next time.
2: I
3: purposely didn't click it off just for anyone who stuck through to the end. Just a little added banter. Dave, I should maybe I should have snuck in with the Jaden Reed talk, but the best deal I didn't make all year was when when for Mark Andrews, if you recall, I had oh yeah, I remember Reed and Trey McBride sitting in my or I had you'd sent me something, I had sent it back, and y'all let it sit through a weekend. We did, yeah. And then I got to the next week and I was like. I can't let it sit through two weekends. One was irresponsible and I pulled it. And then after that weekend, one of them had a huge game. Maybe it was McBride's breakout or Reed had another one. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness.
2: No. So I have a Coney in that one, you know, JWB's nubs is a Coney in that one. And we were just, we were really in between on if we were going to compete or not and what we were trying to do. And we have, sometimes it feels like we have so many assets that we don't know what to, how, how to like make the move. So we're, we're, we, we were, lack some decision, and sometimes that can really bite you in the butt. You a lot of times you don't make a decision, sometimes it pays off for you. But this is a, a prime example of where, yeah, we wish Amen. we had done something. I, I got
3: lucky, I thank you because on that team, I, I don't give that team enough love, so I needed the depth. <laughs>